Hey guys, just want to let you know this is a clip from my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash crimson60620. Check it out. If you want to see some of my other videos, if you want to see some of my art as I'm doing it, or if you want to actually just get more of me, thank you. This is what we're going to do. We're going to do this video. This video is going to be long. It's going to be it is old. It is talking about, um, and let me just set this motherfucker up. So this video is old, long, and it's talking about some shit that when you actually look at it, has shit that's already, has always, always fucking happened. But let's, um, let's get to it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Let's get into it. God is freezing everything. And let me just go ahead and start this video back here. All right, cool. <laughs> Let me go ahead and change my settings, which I thought I had actually changed, but let's go. And finally, properties. Okay, that and turn that properties here. Nope, not right. Not that one. Fuck. There we go. So. One of the things that has been fucking outrageous is this whole thing about Black Lives Matter being a new thing. This whole thing about civil rights having, like, no, it was all peaceful and we weren't talking about this shit 50 years ago. That's why we need to resolve this shit now. And quite frankly, this shit was literally 50 years ago. 50 fucking years ago. Um... And this was on national TV. So let's hear this shit out. Everybody knows police brutality exists. For police officers to take our time to waste the time of an entire nation, talk about they never heard of police brutality, they don't know what black people are talking about, they can't prove it. We know in Detroit, anytime a black person is uh, brutalized by the police, he goes into court and he's arrested for assault and battery. Now the basic issue is so simple and nobody will even touch it because you're afraid to touch it. You are deliberately trying to evade the issue. Everybody So did you hear this shit? Like literally did you hear this shit? And let's see if we have okay. So this was on national public television, PBS, um in prime time on nineteen seventy one and it was originally considered shocking bold to present this debate and to hear police officers and their chief of police honestly and bluntly state how they saw the racial injustices in the department and in the society and some things have clearly changed for the better but at least not for me strangely familiar and uncomfortable to see that this has not changed and since the murder of george floyd once again police injustice and inequality is in front of us Oh, is in front and center in the news across America. This shit was in 1971. Fucking 50 years ago. Motherfucker. 50 fucking years ago. But let's continue. Reverend Plague, uh, Reverend Plague, if you can hear me. We are engaged in a power struggle between black people and white people. You don't want to say it. You don't want to hear it said. You want to talk to somebody else. You got a nut sitting there someplace who says he's a police official who hasn't said one thing all night. There is a power struggle going on, and black people have decided they're not going to tolerate oppression any longer. Now, please do tell. Mm, that shit sounds so familiar. That shit sounds too familiar. Like, for real, guys, for real. Like, this shit, like, 1971, 49 fucking years ago. 
We'll just say 50. Is a very deliberate thing. It's a part of American life. America has decided that black people are to be kept in subjection. It's an army of occupation that the white power structure keeps in the black ghetto. We know. Now, don't talk about they are they are. How what is the end of that? Uh, Reverend Clay. So they don't have it where they're two facing each other. And I've watched at least a good half of this video, and I thought this would be good to bring it on stream. But, yeah, this shit is 50 fucking years old. But let's continue. Reverend Clay, let me ask you a question. White people know it. Throughout America, white people know what white policemen are doing. Let me ask you a question, Professor uh, Reverend. And they can't deny it right now. It cannot be denied that police officers are being brutal about shit. Because now we have fucking video evidence. And let me just turn my game down just a little bit. I don't want you guys think I'm screaming in the mic. Where shit like this would have me screaming. But fuck. Let's continue. Reverend Clay. Reverend Clegg, Reverend Clegg, wow, 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 fuck, it, like, this is the thing, this is the thing that, like, pissed me off, because when you actually look at this shit, when you look at this shit, when you actually sit back and see this shit, what Reverend Clegg is actually saying is that if you think that you're going to suppress a group of people, the shit is going to spread even worse. We see this shit now, this summer with Black Lives Matter. As soon as you say, well, we're going to suppress this one group and we're going to push it down, 10 other motherfucking cities start popping up. Because the police don't know any other tactic but brutal force. And yes, fuck. All they have is hammers. So all the problems that they see are nails. But let's continue. Something has got to be done about We are wasting time. We are wait let's come to the issue. I Black can't seem to get Reverend Clegg's ear, and without Black seeming to see uh, seem irreverent or disrespectful, we're going to shift to Philadelphia, where the chief of police of Detroit is in... So, here's the thing. Reverend Clegg is actually in Detroit, but the police of... Uh, the, the chief of police is in Philadelphia. The fuck? And listen to some of the shit that they actually say. I want you guys to actually listen to this. Let, let's go. Uh, the Philadelphia studio, uh, Chief Passell, uh, yes. can, you, uh, can you add something uh, to this dialogue, Mr. Parcell? Yes, You're the I'm president, not... I believe, of the Detroit Police Officers Association. Are you on leave from your duties as, uh, as chief? I'm not the chief of police. I'm the head of the Police Officers Association. I stand corrected. Please go ahead. I'd certainly like to answer the Reverend Clegg. I think there's been a many uh, self-appointed leaders uh, throughout the Negro community who has stated that they represent the Negro. And I think it's a proven fact that in these areas where they... So, listen to his dialect. Oh, no. Yo, these leaders aren't really part of... It. They're not really the leader of the, of the community. They're just self-appointed. Now, watch. 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 And, like, it's been a while since I've watched this. I added to my list about four or five months ago. But watch he says, well, the black people just want crime to go down. Watch he says that shit. They had a vote for police officers. And right in Watts, right after the riot there, they voted on a pension system for the Los Angeles police officers. And it collected 75% out of the Watts area. In Detroit, where there was over 600,000 Negroes, very few of these people participated in the riot. And I think that in the next week, there's going to be a committee of Negro leaders, business Hold on, let me try to resize it and try to get you, you guys' comment. If I can, one moment.
Let's see. All right. We just resize this window. Hold on, guys. I'm sorry about this. All right, there we go. There we go. I'm sorry, guys. Leaders, stand up and make a statement, make a combined statement that no one speaks for them. Rat Brown, don't speak for them. Reverend Cleek doesn't Officer speak for Purcell, them. Officer would you, Purcell, uh, would you address yourself more specifically to the problem in Detroit rather than the problem elsewhere? Is yes. There... I think that the Reverend Cleek himself uh, states that the, he speaks for the people of Detroit. I have to say that in Detroit, that there were over 600,000 Negroes in Detroit, and certainly they did not participate in any riots. Reverend Klieg has stated that the only thing that the riot proved was that the Negroes could uprise, and it did not prove anything because it was fought to a standstill. So, what he's actually mentioning is that this whole riots, and I have to look at the case itself. I'm sorry, guys. Just this is just like one of the things that I wanted to get done, but oh no, it wasn't really just. It wasn't just like all black people don't feel this way. And of course, it's in the '70s, so they're using the term "negro." So, like, yeah, the 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 lexicon has changed since then. So, but he is literally saying, "Well, no, it's only a handful group of people who are self-appointed. It's not real." It's AstroTurf. It's people from other places that's making a big fuss. Like, this is talking points that you see. Like, this is literally talking points that they're still using. Oh, no. Black people don't really care. They, it's just a little bit of troublemakers that's coming from outside places. Or it's just people that want to actually raise their their their, their starlight, their, their status. Um, to say like, hey, hey, I'm fighting for these people when they're just outside interlopers. But let's continue. And I think that he made a statement that if he had help from other Negro leaders like Carmichael and Rap Brown, that certainly it would not be a standstill and they would have won. Now I ask him, what did the Negro community want? The Negro community has come forward to the police department, Detroit, and asked for more police protection. They want protection. They have asked for more community programs, and I'm happy to say that in our letter to the police commissioner. See, there he goes. It's like, no, they don't care about police brutality. They only want to care about safety. We, too, have requested more police community relations, and I think that they are about to set up a storefront uh, system in Detroit where patrolmen will be involved in it, where they will be talking to the people in the community. But at the same time, when we are charged with defending ourselves, certainly we are here. In we need to defend ourselves because it's dangerous out there. And yeah, we're going to do more community outreach. And still, that shit still didn't happen. But let's continue. Defense of the police department. Uh, we're here in defense of all policemen. Reverend Clegg, uh, uh, we can you, you Policemen have a dangerous job. Like, where have we heard this shit before? The shit that they're saying now is not fucking new. But let's continue. Excuse me, Reverend Clayton. I'd like to answer the Reverend also. He is the one that advocated that the police department join rifle clubs so they could get superior weapons to kill black people during the next revolution. I would like to answer him. Reverend Clayton. No, police officers need... Police officers need military-grade weapons because this is a dangerous job. Like, for real, guy? Like, for real. Like, this shit... Like, you can you can change a little bit of the verbs, but this is the same talking point. Oh, we just need to make everything safe because... We, everything needs to be safe because... And then the police can actually start, like, not worrying about police brutality. Hey. Reverend Clegg, uh, let me just to understand the basic issue, which is still being avoided in Detroit. You're avoiding my questions, Reverend Clegg. Detroit has advocated uh, superior weapons 
superior weapons for, for black for the uh, white police department, the Army of Occupation. He has advocated $9 million, and I'd like to have a witness say something about the stoner rifle, which is the most deadly weapon ever conceived that is now being purchased in huge quantities by the Detroit Police Department. And I'd like to ask Reverend Charles Butler, who is a pastor of the New Calvary Baptist Church and the chairman of the Defense uh, Committee of the Interfaith Emergency Council, to say a word on this stoner rifle, which the Detroit Police Department is getting I'd like together. to answer him. Oh no, police are getting these rifles for their own protection because it's dangerous out here. Like literally, dude, like how do people not see that this shit still happens? How do they not see this shit? This is the same like it's You can replace that with I don't know APCs. I don't know. Like it's so bad that the the the, the 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 part of the police office, the police department that deals with the Los Angeles the Los Angeles um, County School Board, like literally has a fucking grenade launcher. But no, nah, police have a dangerous job. The police have a dangerous job. Want something he's talking about? Wait just a minute. Let, let's get the uh, the Reverend's colleague here. But Reverend, please uh, keep that little thing in your ear. I'm having difficulty asking you questions. But go ahead and let the gentleman comment about the weapon. Reverend Butler, talk, talk about that weapon that they get together. One of the reasons the heat is raised in Detroit and will probably remain high is the stoner rifle requested for purchase by the Detroit Police Department. This rifle is a combat assault weapon, caliber 223, extremely accurate, that can be fired as a semi or as a fully automatic weapon, with a muzzle velocity of 3,300 feet per second and a range of a mile and a half. Did you hear that, that description? And Kat is in the chat. Like, hear this description. Why do cops need this shit? It has been demonstrated as capable of piercing incredible thickness of both soft steel and masonry. The bullet begins to tumble upon impact with target, boring, tearing, shocking, mutilating, maiming, and killing, leaving gaping holes in its target. A soldier recently returned from Vietnam told me this week that in the zone where he was, the stoner rifle now in use there was considered so deadly that it was fired only on orders from an officer of captain's rank or higher. I am therefore deeply distressed that a civil agency wants a combat assault weapon and mm. would like to know why. I am also distressed at the destructive power of the stoner rifle or other high velocity rifles and the likelihood that many innocent people can be killed or permanently maimed by its use, even people locked in their homes, mm. if the rifle will shoot through masonry. Uh, Reverend, perhaps we can ask the uh, Detroit police. Uh... This shit is in 19 fucking 71. Like, this is dangerous because the shit just doesn't change. The shit isn't changing because it's this whole belief that cops have a dangerous job. Whereas really, yes, if you feel as a cop that you need this rifle, a rifle of, of war or tools of war and i'm saying this as in it's like current but if you feel as a cop that you need tools of war you're a fucking occupying army uh officer who is in philadelphia a little later uh the answer to your question of why they're doing this but meanwhile i'm going to interrupt you i'm going to interrupt you for just a minute to ask uh, dr reese uh in view of the fact that detroit is a very familiar neighborhood to him his headquarters or in Ann Arbor, uh, about this in terms of, of weapons. Uh, and then I want to go uh, for, a, for a reaction to Dr. Poussant about this whole issue of, of uh, lethal weapons and non-lethal weapons. Uh, do, they, do they achieve any, any salubrious objective? I doubt whether an armed police in the sense of the stoner rifle is what we want in a democratic society. I doubt whether we want to calculate a policy of policing mm. that is based on the use of weapons against the citizenry. 
Man, like you know that you you guys know that like tear gas is shit. Like it's not lethal, lethal, but they have Captain American ass shields that they use in the taser shields, and they're treating cops then and today are treating citizens as a enemy. And I don't know if this is the start of the war, warrior cops the whole stick, but like, like you guys here, they knew this problem was happening back in 1971. Good God. And I certainly, for one, uh, would question seriously the basis on which such a policy is made. Dr. Poussaint, have you uh, got some reactions of your own to this kind of, of technique? Uh, yes, I have uh, some reactions to that. I think it seems that police are more concerned with uh, uh, putting down riots and uh, enforcing law and don't seem to be concerned with some of the causes that are leading to some of the distress uh, and to the riots. Uh, so they react with sort of a, a repressive measures, and we're going to uh, suppress more people, and we're going to kill them, and so on. Now, I think that... When all you have is hammers, all you see is nails. This whole question of these new weapons that police uh, are getting uh, is getting quite out of hand, and I think in particular, uh, besides these rifles, the chemical uh, mace, which is a tear gas spray that's been purchased in large quantities by many... Uh, police departments around the country. Before we go into the techniques and, and technicalities of MACE, I want to interrupt to ask Mr. Parsons. So you guys actually see this, right? It's not just me. It's not just me that they knew this was a problem fucking 50 years ago. But because of the drug war, because of Reaganomics, because of all this shit, like, they knew in the 70s that poverty and in and, and, and discontentment with a lot of the way people are living was a fucking thing. But yet and still, yet and motherfucking still, cops are like, oh, we're, as soon as we change, it's going to get better. In Philadelphia, the president of the Detroit Police, Police Officers Association, if he has any uh, thing that he wants to say about this stoner rifle uh, in Detroit, uh, the question that was raised by the Negro clergyman. Uh, can you can you hear me, Mr. Purcell? Yes, I'd like to just comment on the last gentleman that said that the police are getting more interested in, in uh, riots and crime rather than uh, in the causes. I want to tell this gentleman that the police officers, it's not his job for causes. We are supposed to be fighting crime and the riots or whatever the situation is. I think if we were allowed to do that and let other people handle the problem. But I have to go along with this rifle. They assume that we have hundreds of rifles. We are only asking for 150 for a specialized crew because we... Yeah, it always turns out, it always starts out small. But the fact is, police do have, a, have influence on what happens. There are certain things that police enforce because they need to make a quota or they need to show people who's like literally how 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 don't they see this like you literally had people you literally had law enforcement officers sit back and talk about how they were going to ignore mandatory man, uh, mask uh, requirements. So don't tell me that you don't have the power to fucking follow or, or follow or not follow the law because you do. Fuck. So right now, guys, we're going to take a little break in this wonderful show to bring you our sponsor. We're going to thank our sponsor for supporting this episode of this podcast. Now let's get back to the show. We have no way of fighting snipers other than a specialized crew special trained and under a command and we need something like this mr parcel let me uh how many fucking snipers are in early or in urban or areas like literally you can name a few different cases and the last two big snipers were because motherfuckers were soldiers and they got treated like shit even though they fought for their country so yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, 
That guy in Texas that, that wanted to be part of Black Lives Matter, but they dissed themselves. And that guy in L.A. who literally was fired for reporting an abusive-ass cop. Yeah, they snipe motherfuckers. You know why? Because they thought the fucking system was for them, even though they were part of it. And the system screwed them over. But let's continue. Uh, I don't want you to, uh, I want you to keep right on it, but I want to interrupt to interject something that I uh, was informed about the other day, and that is this, that in 23 riot cities uh, that were studied meticulously uh, by the Kerner Commission on Urban Disorders and others, so far there has not been one proved death due to civilian sniping. Now, that isn't to say that there wasn't sniping. I would like to answer Exactly! Oh, my God! Oh, it's a violent movement. How many people have the civilians killed? None? Wait, what? But it's a violent movement. Like, God damn it! Like, really? Really? Like, fucking really? The shit just makes no sense. These cops are looking for reasons to play with their new shiny toys. Well, well, wait just a minute, uh, Mr. Harrington. I was well, talking like to Mr. Parcell. Just a minute, Mr. Harrington. I was asking him a specific question about uh, sniping. You know what is fucking funny? Here's the fucking ir ironic, uh, irony of the shit. They sit back and point to these anecdotal, example-ass stories. But when it is something that... oh. This particular, and when you do that for like police brutality, oh no, that's not, that's not, that's not nothing happened. That's, that's just, that's a, just an anomaly. You shouldn't pay attention to that as you talk about all the other, you should talk about the millions of reactions, but you want to point to your fucking, oh, this cop was gunned down because, you know, it was a one bad situation. Okay. Well, you want to make that cop a martyr, but. When somebody's walking to their car, you shoot them in the back fucking seven times because they might have a knife in the car. And you say, well, this is pointing out how cops are triple happy. No, that's just that's just a random thing and all this other good bullshit. But let's continue. Well, when you say when you say proof, I mean, this is a whole problem with sniping. This was a warlike condition that we got into. We certainly did not want to get into this. We were not prepared for it. It's not, not a war! For these rifles. We do not, we want to prevent trouble. We're not asking, he said we're out here trying to kill black people. We're trying to save everybody's people. We're not out here to kill anybody. And we need some defense. I think that the, the people have a demand for protection of property in their life. We're not out here to kill people. Now I was asked, isn't 43 people enough? And uh, I said, it's too many. I know. Like, well, how about the uh, fellow that uh, is arming himself towards the police? No one seems to mention here that these black militant civil rights groups are arming themselves to. Look at these Antifa people. They're being militant and all scary and dressing in black and shit. And like they're actually hurting us, uh, us cops. Well, they're arming cops and, 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 um, do you have proof that this is happening? Well, no. We, we need to be prepared. Like, this is the same shit. Like, they are literally saying the same shit today as they did fucking 50 years ago. But let's continue. Today, with uh, automatic weapons, they have shotguns. They are building stockpiles of Molotov cocktails. They have all other assorted homemade weapons that they... Listen to them. Molotov cocktails. You have, you have literally war rifles, and you're mad about Molotov cocktails. And I'm not saying that people should like fight the cops with like these weapons, but literally they're asking for a, a like war rifles. But let's continue. They have made all to direct at the police. They have one idea: kill Whitey, kill the white devil, kill the police. Look. They just want to hurt you. They want to come to the suburbs and they want to take, they want to, they want to destroy things. Like, listen to this. This is exactly, God damn it. Fuck. Let's continue. Truman Kowalewski, let me ask you this. Uh, as you know. Oh, you just want to have a white genocide. You want to make men toxic. Like, this is the shit that they fucking say. 
These are the biggest fucking snowflakes. They have all the power. They have all the fucking guns. But they're so fucking scared of of just the darkies. How? Yes, we know, Cat. But we're not going to say that. We can't say that. We we can't say that. But yes, we know. Well, members of the National Rifle Association uh, are not only encouraged to have weapons of various kinds, uh, but it's made easy for them to get weapons under the auspices of the federal government. Uh, would you say that they should be treated in a different way than uh, than black citizens in terms of access to weapons? I don't see the connection between a National Rifle Association, of which I am a member, and a... Oh, fuck! God, they even throw this shit in here! Wow! I had watched, like, the first five minutes of it, but, oh, my fucking God! Like, like, wow! Fuck! Oh, my God! Wouldn't you literally say, well, the NRA people get these these weapons? Isn't that a problem? Well, no, nah, it shouldn't be a problem. When black people get it, fuck, no! Stop... Stop the blackies from getting it. Stop the dark people from getting it. Stop stop anybody who's who's not a white male from getting guns because then it's a problem. Fuck. Let's continue. Which I say is a highly respected organization. If people got weapons from the Rifle Association, they did it under false colors. They falsified records. They falsified government records. And I, if I am not mistaken, that this can be proven, these people can be prosecuted for falsifying these records. And so it's okay for him, who he said he was a member of the National Rifle Association, but when black folks get it, then it's a problem. Fuck. Which they should. What is their purpose and their object and their reason for getting these automatic weapons? Not because the police are getting them? They want them to use against us. Do you have I any place like to tell you about police? My man's hairline is is on is is tight. Like I'm just saying, I'm just saying, my man's hairline is tight. Like fuck. But not let's let's let let's hear. Of course. Chime right. Uh, this is Pro Professor Reese wants to ask you a question, uh, Patrolman Kowaleski. Can you hear him? Yes, sir. I wonder why you think the people in Newark would want to arm against you. Why would they want to arm against me? <laughs> okay. Where are these motherfucking newscasts like right now? Like, just like wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. If you think that they don't like, if they don't like you, if you think that they want to arm against you, why? Like, why? Like, for real. This is what I want to see out of every fucking newscaster. Not some kind of corporate-ass motherfucking Corporate is status quo, motherfuckers. Like, wait, why are these people mad? Why are they upset? Why? Because is it because they just want to sin? I mean, break the law. Is it because they want to go against the fucking natural order? I mean, because they're just angry. Fuck. God damn. This is fucking awesome. I like. God damn. If you play this shit versus the shit that they say now, you like. God damn, this anchor is hitting it. This motherfucking anchor is hitting it quick. But let's continue. Yes, I can give you a very good reason that this TV camera can pick this up. Here it is. Get the devil. Get the white devil. Get the man that represents the white power structure. Here's another article. The Watts want race war. Kill the white racist policeman. Uh, numerous other things here. If you want me to mention them, we'll say here. Now we've got to put the get these four-legged and two-legged beasts. We know none of them of the brothers and sisters are going to stand for this dog business. Well, what's Boys, the motive behind this sort of? Uh... So notice he didn't answer the question. He just said, "Well, what's the reason? What's the reason? Oh, look, they're talking about how much they hate us. But what's the fucking reason?" But let's continue. What's the motive behind this sort of propaganda, Mr. Kovaleski? I'll tell you what it is. To stir up the hostility between the police and the members of the minority group. You saw two perfect examples here tonight of why there is hostility toward the police. Just 
No, we didn't. All we saw is people complaining that, hey, the police are beating us. And in some cases, killing us. That's what they, like, goddamn, people will get mad at, like, why are Black Lives Matter uh, marching in, in, why is there riots in Portland? Because the police are killing people for no fucking reason. And here's the thing, America. Let me tell you this. It wasn't just Black Lives Matter marches in America. It was all over the fucking globe. Because we people recognize this shit. And I have to go back to the news motherfucking anchor. Because here's the thing. There is no anchor on the mainstream media. And yes, Fox and OAN and... Newsmax, they're still part of the mainstream media that will not say to you that the protests are happening all over the fucking world. People all over the world are standing up to this fucking corrupt ass politics structure of neocon and neoliberals. But fuck. He is literally saying that people who don't want to be beat who don't want to live under the heel of of, of another uh, occupying ar- army. They just want to cause trouble. Effectively saying that, you know, you should just be happy that we're here. Because we just, you know, whatever we do to you is fine because we're the authority. But let's continue. Take one good long look at Reverend Klee when he says that we are the enemy, that we are the invader. And he, this is the man that says here that white policemen are the ones who are enforcing the laws for the white power structure. Let what me is ask Reverend Klee going to do Kavaleski? when he gets, What's Reverend Klee going to do? Mr. Kavaleski, let me ask you a question. Black power ahead, I'd, like to, I'd, like to know, I'd like to know from Mr. Kavaleski, number one, if he knows of any case in the black community where there are automatic weapons. Do I know of any case? Yes. Wasn't it recently that we just rounded up 15 people in the city of Newark for a, an arsenal of uh, automatic weapons? I don't believe automatic? so. You don't believe no, so? No, I don't believe so. Why don't you read the Newark Evening News? I do, I do. I read it very closely. Except when you're in there, Mr. Kerbin. I read it very closely. Mr. Kerbin, I would like to ask you a question. I'd like to also ask you I gave you this file here that's filled with hundreds of people that have been locked up for carrying guns recently. I'd like to ask... So this is like the fucked up ass thing that like I don't get. They gesture to like, oh, this fucking hypocrisy of look, you just want people to have guns so they can intimidate the police. But if you're only looking at black people, Hispanic people, of those who have guns illegally or have drugs or have marijuana illegally, and not looking at like the thing about stop and frisk that was just so pervasive where one, they literally say there is there was a, a a fucking officer that was fired, and he recorded his fucking um, CO saying that, "Well, you, your tickets are down." He was like, "Well, my tickets are down because I can't find anybody," and the guy literally says, "Well, if you look at these black and Hispanic males, then you should actually get more tickets." And he's like, "No, why should I look at them?" If they're not doing anything wrong. Well you should look at them so you can get your money. And it is literally. The way. The culture of enforcing these laws. Are actually fucking done. That it's just like. How many. they? He just made a mention that. It was so many people. Most likely people of color. That were arrested for having these guns. How many white people did they find? But no, but you know what? That's the thing. They shouldn't because white people are allowed to be part of the of of the uh, of the NRA, and black people shouldn't. Thank you for subscribing, um, Ricky. Thank you. Ask you another question, Mr. Kowalewski. Do you believe that there has ever been a case of police brutality against a black citizen in the city of Newark? Now that all depends on what you consider to be police brutality. <laughs> Wait, the fuck? Oh, wait, what the fuck? Oh, God. How? How does he even do that shit? Like, police brutality, you know what police brutality is. Fuck. 
physical, physical abuse of I'm a citizen in the city. Uh, physical abuse in the city. Now listen, if I was to say that... Do you believe that there has ever been a case? An isolated let me, case let me tell you one little story. Let me tell you one little story. Let me tell you one little story, Mr. Kowaleski. There was a woman by the name of Ida Brown. She was arrested by two police officers mm. charged with assaulting them. In Newark? In Newark. She was Negro. She was brought to trial. In a conversation during the trial, a prosecutor heard these police officers talk about how they had rigged this story against this woman. He mm. removed himself from the case and took the witness stand himself and testified as to what he had heard. The case was dismissed. The interesting thing is that these two police officers have still to today not had hmm. charges brought against them for perjury or either departmental charges. I would like to ask you a question. Uh, Mr. Kerbin, I'll answer that. I don't know about the departmental charges, but I know that uh, as a result of that particular incident... Were, were there police... perjury charges filed against well, these listen, police officers? Well, county prosecutor. It's not up to the North police. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He literally asked, was there a case of police brutality? And he was like, no. And you just have evidence, but and you knew about the case. You knew about the case. You knew about the case. God damn. Like, how quick do these motherfucking conservatives, and yes, he's a conservative, will talk out the side of their motherfucking neck. Like, Yo, like, yeah, no, like, police brutality? What police brutality? Oh, oh, you have a documented case. Oh, no, that wasn't it. That, 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 we don't know about charges because, um, but you didn't, you said you didn't know about the case. Fuck. What do you mean it's up to the North Police? I said it's not up to the North Police. Why isn't it up to the North Police? Do you think the they court. should still be on the police the force? Court. If it's they could the... rig a story against a citizen and then bring him into attorney. court? This woman was convicted in municipal court, and she had to win this case on appeal. If this prosecutor had not been willing, in fact, to admit that he heard these men say these things, she still would have been convicted in in the higher court. Let me say this, Mr. Kerbin, to admit that there are, to say that there aren't isolated cases of police brutality would be a bold-faced lie. Let me, now, let me tell you another story. There are isolated cases let, let me of tell you another brutality. story, Mr. Kavala. Make this one brief, you know, Mr. Kerbin. But it's okay to do isolated cases about we arrested 15 people with automatic weapons. Also isolated, no, no, no. It's the same fucking standard. But let's continue. I want to get to Mr. Harrington, who I rather rudely during, interrupted. During the rebellion in the city of Newark, I was asked to meet with the governor of New Jersey, Governor Richard Hughes. After the meeting, he pulled me aside and said to me, you know, Bob, I heard that the police are out to get you. What's up, Regina? I want to give you my card in case you run into anybody that's going to do anything to you and tell them that you met with me and you know me. What about that, where a governor, in fact, can hear that police officers are out to get someone in the community? Could that be because your plants went to the governor and made this complaint like you have set up? I don't have any plants, Mr. Kowaleski. Uh, I don't Mr. have any Kervin, plants. Don't give me that. Mr. I'll Harrington, tell you what the facts are, buddy. Mr. Harrington, uh, I, I interrupted you a moment ago. Wow. Wow. Oh, it's not true because you had to go to the governor. Like, like wow. Like, like. Wow. First is first is not anything. Then it's isolated incidents. Then it's not anything because you have to have people plans. Because of course people rely on the police to to prove their narrative. Fuck. This is why I'm glad we got cameras now. This is the reason why I'm glad that so many things and so many and we have body cams and shit like now because a lot of this shit can be documented and it's a, a lot harder. Not impossible for them. But a lot harder for police officers to lie about shit. But let's continue. Go. I hope it wasn't completely off the train of thought. Do you have something that you want to come in with now? Yes, I had about 15 things if I had the chance <laughs> to come back and say them. But uh, now that I got the mic, why, I'd like to say all of them. Uh, number one, in the city of Philadelphia here, a colored man came forward and squealed on Ram. 
On what, sir? RAM. It's a colored organization. A revolutionary action movement. Now, this organization had hired him to shoot and kill the police commissioner, the mayor of Philadelphia, the district attorney of Philadelphia. And he pointed out to the police and... Wow. I wonder if this plot was actually true. Fuck. ...to the FBI where the potassium cyanide was stashed away so that when they started the riot, they were going to poison 1,500 policemen. Now, I want to ask the, this reverend over in Detroit, who is the leader of the colored people in Detroit? Because I have a book here, uh, Reader's Digest, which is a very respected book, and it states that the, the New York Times said that the executive secretary of the NAACP in the city of Detroit condemns the police because they didn't put force into the riot area soon enough. Now, do they want force or don't they want force? Get the fuck out of here. Like, really, get the fuck out of here because here's the thing. What these motherfuckers actually point to is the fact that when there are riots, when there are protests, there's shit that goes down. And police pull back to say, oh, look, look, they can't control themselves. These fucking animals, they need to be actually controlled a lot better than a lot fucking harsher. Like, literally, this is the, they're using the same fucking playbook. But let's continue. I also hear about this high-powered rifle and so forth. In this same book, it tells you how they do it in the other countries. In the other countries... They arm their police riot squads with machine guns. They have special uh, lead capes in England and all over the world. They're giving their police the tools to do the job. Now, the people have to make their mind up. Now, let's do they ask... want riots? Let me finish now. I didn't interrupt you. <laughs> well, I'm sort of, I'm sort of in, a, in a tough spot here, well, Mr. Harrington. I know Harrington. you are, but you're yeah. always shortcutting us. Now, let us have our say, and we might as well... I don't think we're... Short... You have your say. You're fucking... Like, these are the cops. Like, fuck, these are the cops. These are the motherfucking cops who, ha who will power over fucking people throughout the fuck... Like, god damn it. It's you, any challenge to their authority, you're oppressing us. Any challenge to motherfucking people who authority, you're oppressing us because we can't, we can't run roughshod over you. Fuck. Short cutting you, Mr. Harrington, and if you don't mind, we're going down to Chief uh, uh, Jenkins well, in Atlanta at this particular point. I don't point. think you're giving us a fair shake. We'll get back to you. Chief Jenkins, can you... <laughs> <laughs> this broadcast is like, yo, we get back to you. Shut the fuck up. Next. <laughs> strings together uh, from your well, point of view and, and uh, uh, get some balance out of this discourse. Well, I'd like to say at this point that I regret that more police chiefs did not appear on this program tonight because I don't think they've been well represented. Now, this program, I think, has emphasized that this nation has a very serious problem that we must find the answer to it. Now, the first order of business must all... The problem is and it's always be people on top want to control the people beneath them and the minute those people who are beneath are get out of line then fuck we need to crush them with overwhelming force because they need to know their fucking place but let's continue always be law and order and justice for all now the causes must be identified and they must be corrected and that is exactly what we're determined to do here in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'd like for Reverend Williams to speak on that also. Uh, thank you very much, Chief. Uh, I've listened to the dialogue which has been going on here, and I, I know that the gentlemen in Newark have some problems, but I don't think we've been talking about what really concerns us. One of the things that I'd like us to get back on, and this is the question of white fear, and the fact that the police department in the city of Detroit is arming itself with the Stoner rifle. Seems to me to uh, lend support to the claim of the minorities in that city that they have something to fear. Uh, I certainly share the opinion of somebody who said this is not the sort of thing we want in a democratic society. 
now, Come one on. of the things that we've got to understand is that white citizens do not have the same reason to complain as Negroes do against the police department. Why is that so, Reverend? This is so because policemen do make a difference in the treatment of Negro citizens and whites. Why? Wow! Wow! Again, somebody who's saying the fucking facts. But let's continue. Is that so? That is so because they, be they belong to a majority race of people who in this nation feel that there ought to be a difference made between Negroes and whites. Uh, anybody in his uh, sane mind knows that in America we have made differences between white and Negroes for a long time, and the majority of the whites still feel Negroes are inferior to whites, and that they ought to be treated differently. Policemen are no different in this regard. I think the police department in Atlanta is working on the problem. We haven't killed... They still working on that problem. Alright. So it's about uh fifty seconds left. Now that's one thing that I will say about the Black Lives Matter protest. That is one thing that's changed because police has getting been gotten so arrogant and so confident and so cocky with their shit that they're starting to do it to everybody. And regardless of what you may think, yes, people it it, 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 the Black Lives Matter actually care about everybody who's died at the hands or harmed at the hands of police brutality. But let's let's finish this out. There are some policemen on our department here who haven't gotten the message yet that we're moving into a new area, a new era, and that they must themselves reorganize their attitudes towards people. Uh, and when we talk about the hostility the police departments have. We've got to realize that I think most of these policemen feel they are representing the majority of the people in the community. I think in Atlanta, Georgia, when the police department knows that all of the citizens, including Negroes and whites, do not condone any of the skullduggery which they may engage in, it will stop. It'll happen in Detroit when white citizens support other citizens in that city. Seeing that policemen deal just with all citizens, you will not have the same kind of problem. Now, yep. anybody... Robert Williams, yes. time, is, time is running out on us. All right, guys. Wow, wow. That was, um... That was actually interesting. And, like I said, I watched the first few minutes of it. Um, it was... It was telling. And, um... Well... I have to say that... Shit still hasn't changed in 50 years. That's why we need to make this one work. It's not going to happen overnight. But we definitely can't keep staying the way we is. Anyway. I'll be back with some more commentary videos. <laughs>